it's sunny and it's lovely and you know what you can you can take your portugals and your arkansas and your mexico's and your El salvador's because it's hard to beat dundee <laughs> <laughs> hello and welcome to the crypto standard podcast where we take the cryptic out of crypto right i am in mexico jim is in dundee and what we're talking about today is the reshuffling of the younger crypto generation moving to countries that are incentivizing crypto and we go into what how they're incentivizing then we also talk about how retail investors move the markets for bitcoin ethereum cardano all of these and why it's so important for people to get hyped up about crypto again right i'm talking fairly quietly because it's 5 a.m I don't know how thick the walls are in my apartment. I don't want to wake anyone up. So I'm quite like fairly quiet. (laughs) So let's just get into it. And remember, nothing we say is financial advice. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, Jim. And me, Jordan. Horden, sorry. Oh, you are Horden now because you're now in Mexico. Yes, I am indeed. I got here last night and I'm quite jet lagged. So I've been up since about 4am here. (laughs) Wow. And uh, I take it you've had tacos? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was the first meal. Um, um, It's just so good. I don't know if I hit lucky with the first place I went or if they're all like this, but unbelievable. Good. Oh, well, the big adventure begins. You need to find out what's going on there in the crypto world. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm going to go. Today, I'm going to go around, see if there's any Bitcoin signs or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So it just feels just now, Jordan, that we are waiting. It's almost like we're we're in a holding pattern. You know that way when you arrive over London Heathrow on a 787 and it's a foggy morning and you've got to hold for 45 minutes, just basically circling, waiting for the fog to clear. And that's what it feels like just now in the kind of Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto world. Yeah, it does. But at the same time, it feels, yeah, with the prices, it definitely does. Like nothing is really happening. We had a little pump from Cardano, which we can talk about. But yeah, it just feels like it's waiting for a new lease of life to come in and take this to the next level. Yeah, because if we think about 12 months ago, so 12 months ago, the crypto markets, Bitcoin, Cardano, Reserve, the ones we can look at and follow in terms of what we like and their fundamentals, they all ripped higher. And this was the time they started to do that. And it felt like there was a lot of, Retail money, and when we talk about retail money, that's guys like Jordan and I and um, Tam for doing the street and Mary for up the street, normal, what we call regular people putting, opening crypto.com wallets and putting in some cash. Mm-hmm. And then when you cumulatively add all that up across the globe, across the globe, that then became what we call retail, and they all jumped in as it all started to rise. So it pushed it up even more. Yeah. 
and they're the ones retail are the ones that make bull markets like they make the price rally it's not the institutional investors although they play a big part and the whales so people who have over 1000 bitcoin and i don't know how many ethereum they class as a whale the retail investors are the ones that make these bull markets because if you think about it there's so many people that just get hyped up about it and want to buy the green candles want to buy it when it's going up and that is when people start to fomo in and start buying again yeah but if we now wind the clock forward back to today 18th or 19th of january 2022 that retail was gone Mm -hmm. so we're not really putting much more money in we've had to buy dips so bitcoin went from twenty thousand dollars all the way up to 60 odd 65 69 dollars fell back went back again and we've had to buy these dips everyone's buy the dip buy the dip but i think we're all skint we're all the <laughs> first from buying the dip and, and we're just waiting and waiting and waiting and it feels like this whole cryptocurrency industry when we benchmark it against the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano, it's going to go nowhere unless we have fresh money coming in, fresh capital. Mm -hmm. I see it as like the institutions, so there's fresh money coming in, they spark it. They spark the match for the retail investors to come in. They get them excited about this. So any, any little bit of news... If you look back last year, Elon Musk, everyone was like, Elon Musk is buying. We have to buy. We have to buy. Because everyone knows who Elon Musk is. So we need something like that to happen. And at the moment, we're seeing smart money get accumulated. So smart people accumulating. And it's just kind of waiting. I hate to say it, but waiting for like the dumb investors to come in. The ones who get attracted to the green candles but in the grand scheme of things they're not dumb because they're buying cryptocurrency and in the long but, run but, but based on what you've said there what you're saying is that institutions corporations and high net worths and we had we saw that bill miller one of the renowned u.s billionaire investors has said that 50 percent of his portfolio is in bitcoin you're saying to the audience that these people are buying mm-hmm we don't know they're buying. He's he's publicly stated he's buying. And we can see from the on-chain metrics that Bitcoin and Ethereum are being accumulated. Mm-hmm. They are being this is this has been one of the quietest, slowest periods of accumulation for a long time. But we don't actually know who's buying. Yeah. I'm excited to find out who's buying because. People will be accumulating just in the dark and not say it. You've got like Tim Cook, who came out a few months ago, who's the CEO of Apple, who said that he's interested in cryptocurrency. Like people like that are interested. They're just not saying it. So once the full picture comes out and people start to say we're we're buying cryptocurrency, yeah, there's going to be a storm coming. Okay, so... 
right now we're in the holding pattern. We're above London Heathrow. We're at um, 30,000 feet and we're coming down 2,000 feet with every pattern all the way down. We're just waiting. So we're not there yet. And it's interesting that Will Clemente, who we follow, um, he's a big on-chain analytics guy. He put a tweet out yesterday talking about Bitcoin and it said it should be an interesting week. And what he's done is he's mapped out he's mapped out the Bitcoin to the US dollar from around about the 8th of November when it started to fall. And he's looked at it over the last two or three days when there's been a... It's going to start to move up again into the 40s. Is it going to hold above 40,000? And he's created this wedge, this um, sort of triangle. And what he's saying is, this triangle needs to hold. So he's saying between now and about the 24th of January, this triangle needs, the, the Bitcoin price needs to continue to ascend and rise to meet a green line, which is really important because if it doesn't, it continues its downward fall. And I thought that was quite a powerful, a, a, quite a powerful graph that he, that he created. But it still makes me wonder, with all this accumulation, it's it's almost bizarre. You've got so much accumulation going on, and as people people buying it and taking it off exchanges, but the price is doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And he has talked about, and others have talked about the lag. It's almost like the accumulation goes on, and then eight week eight weeks or so later, you get the pump. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's like what we talked about earlier, where you've got this smart money accumulating but then we do need that retail the retail makes the price move and people don't really understand that when the prices are going down you've got these big institutions you've got the big players buying up everyone's fear so people are getting fearful and selling and the smart money are just secret secretly buying this up and then when when the price starts to go up they're just holding and you would think then based on the contrarian view that you've talked about before in terms of as normal, what we call normie investors who are not traditional and so-called sophisticated. We kind of wait till we see a few greens and, and then good days and all of a sudden this Bitcoin or other cryptos start to uh, rise up in price and then we jump in. Mm-hmm. But actually what we should be doing is getting over that fear right now and taking a position because the big boys and girls are taking their positions now for the next six months, aren't they? Yeah, hundred percent. And you can see, yeah, but- you you can see that with Cardano, especially Cardano took an absolute beating, a beating. It came down to prices I never thought I'd see again. But then, actually, some people told me that they'd sold it, or they'd sold some because they were getting fearful. Guess what happened the next day? We've seen that twenty eight percent, or maybe even thirty percent pump straight after that so it always tries to get you as soon as you want to sell (laughs) yeah and what is the so let's just stick with bitcoin just now and oh that'll be a wee tweet there (laughs) Um, um, let's just stick with bitcoin and if we have a look at el salvador so the president was the president of el salvador is taking a bit of a beating just now in that he's bought the dips it continues to go down, but is that what we are saying based what what he's doing based on what we're saying is the right thing to do? 
So he's averaging down. So he's averaging down, waiting, because he knows, based on the analysis that he has from the likes of Max Kaiser, etc., that this thing's going to go, whether it's over the next two months or two years. So he's doing that. Um, he doesn't care but he, but about he's the taking, he's, taking, he's taking a lot of criticism. Yeah, he's taking a lot. And but the way I see it is that he doesn't really care about the short term. He can take this criticism, but in the long term, that's the whole reason he done it is for the long term. We can't look at Bitcoin in a matter of days and weeks. You need to look months and years. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard and it will be pretty damn hard for him. If I'm looking at my portfolio and that's just mine. Imagine what he's doing. He's looking at his country's portfolio. Yeah, and it's on his wallet. Yeah. Apparently it's his wallet. So think about it. So he, he's taking on the IMF. So he's had loans. El Salvador's had loans from the IMF. And he's basically saying, I don't want any more of your money. I'm going to go my own way. And they are criticising him. And Moody's, Moody's have downgraded the, the, the country's credit status. Now, these are the same companies, Moody's and the IMF, that got it all wrong in 2008, mm-hmm. and they missed all the mortgage security. So the global financial crash, and how dare these companies dictate to a country because they've lent them some money under onerous terms? Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> if you look if you look at um, the likes of who's gone down there, so Max Kaiser is looking for citizenship there. Yeah. He's done his recent video on Stanbury Research, I'm looking for citizenship. I want to live here. I want to help them build. I want to help them look after, manage their Bitcoin. He's the guy that was there when, when Bitcoin was a dollar. Mm-hmm. He will so he, have. He's been, he, he's been telling people buy Bitcoins as a dollar. So he's a billion, he's a multi billionaire, mm-hmm. but he's down there putting his weight behind the president. Yeah. I think that's the right thing to do is once we've got this first nation up and running, we can prove, I, mean, I don't know why I'm saying like we, but it is kind yeah. of like a Bitcoin community and a crypto. It kind of ties in with the whole of crypto. If we can prove that this trial, essentially, that El Salvador are doing, if it works, woof, the whole country, the whole globe is going to do it. Well, it's, it's interesting because also this week, what, what it ha- else has emerged is that Portugal, now we know Portugal's been crypto-friendly, but Portugal has come out and has essentially said, bring your Bitcoin and your cryptocurrency to us. No capital gains, no different. I mean, the tax incentives that Portugal is putting out to attract people to go down there, to buy properties, to invest in the economy uh, and not be taxed is breathtaking when you compare it to it's like the next of its, likes of its next door neighbour, Spain, which just taxes everything. <laughs> It's the smart, well, I see it personally as the smart thing to do at the moment because you want to attract the brightest minds. You want you want these people in your country to help it develop and, I guess, prosper. So you want them there. So attracting them with low to no tax, very smart it's, way of doing it. Yeah, and it's interesting that I know two people who are seriously considering moving to Portugal if Bitcoin 
and the cryptocurrency markets do what we believe they will do over the next couple of years, they're actually thinking of moving there for the taxation and obviously the lifestyle because it's sunny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're seeing so many people move away now. So many, like, well, I've moved away, but we're seeing, I know a few people as well that are wanting to move away from the UK. And incredible. It, yeah. It's, it is incredible. Here's another one that caught my eye. Um, the listeners, this, this will blow your mind. Arkansas, so that's uh, one of the states in the US, and that's where Bill Clinton came from. Arkansas is offering remote tech workers $10,000 in Bitcoin to move there. Wow. So, so Northwest, cool. Northwest Arkansas is experiencing explosive growth in the tech sector, specifically within blockchain-enabled technologies. And this incentive embraces the growing trend of cryptocurrency as a payment option by employers. And that's from the Northwest Arkansas Council. They're, assen they're essentially saying, come here, We'll give you $10,000 in Bitcoin. I think they were going to offer them a computer as well. Come here and stay here and build, you know, create your businesses here, create your startups here, get involved with, with everything that's going on. That is really powerful. Mm -hmm. it's, oh, imagine it. Oh, just imagine if Scotland done that. Like, the thing is that they're not saying you have to work physically in Arkansas, but you can remote work. They just want you there. It's, it also said, so far, 35,000 people have applied from more than 115 countries and 50 states. Now, here's a dilemma. Here's the dilemma for, so I'm bringing it back to Scotland. I know you're in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So let's say you've got a talented, um, growth-oriented, tech-minded, blockchain-knowledgeable a younger generation like you. So why would you stay in Scotland, apart from the fact that you may have family here, when you can go to some of these other places? I can go to Arkansas. I can go to El Salvador. I can go to Portugal. Because that's where, just like you've done, jump, you've jumped in a plane. That's where... The, that's oh, my where God. All... Right. I'm going <laughs> to get that thing on silent right now. <laughs> I don't know how to. How do... So somebody, some, can somebody please uh, jump on our Twitter and tell me how to silence my phone? I think I do that there. We right, say that's thing. it, silence. It's on <laughs> silent mode. It drives Jordan crazy, but I just like to do it just to keep him awake. Where was it? Aye. So there'll be a brain drain. People will end up heading off into uh, other climates to go where the Bitcoin and the talent and the people like you where they can meet in a bar and chat about cryptocurrency and blockchain, why would they stay in places like Dundee in Scotland? And that worries me for the future. The thing is now, because of the pandemic, it's caused everything to go remotely. So all work is not tied anywhere now. Well, majority yeah. of work you can do remotely. I mean, there is obviously certain professions that you have to be there, but... It, lots of things are going digital. So people don't have to be tied to a country anymore. They can travel around. And now we're seeing that countries, states, um, just areas have to now incentivize people to come in. And you wouldn't have really seen this before where 
a state is saying, come stay here. We'll give, we'll pay you Bitcoin to come here. Like they're having to attract people now because there's so many people just wandering about with their laptops. <laughs> yeah, and their Bitcoin. And their Bitcoin, yeah. Which is borderless. Yeah, exactly. You know, when you, when you fly to the USA, when you fly there, one of the customs declaration things you've got to see is it's something like you do not have more than $3,000 in cash in your wallet or your purse. You actually have to state that. Whereas you could actually, you could be flying in with a million pounds in Bitcoin <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> This, this is the way, that I don't think people realise, this is the way the world is going. What's going to happen is cities, countries, states, they are all going to try and compete to get the best brains and the best community to go and live there because it just, it just makes commercial sense for them to do that. Come here with your money, with your crypto, with all your creativity and your, your innovation and your ideas and boost our local economies. That's it, isn't it? A hundred percent. And it's, it attracts me and I'm sure it attracts other people of my age and generation, because when I look at places now, I look at places that are crypto friendly, who are moving forward. So that's why I picked South America slash Latin America. But then now I'm looking at after that, what's after that? Miami is up there because yeah. they are so friendly to cryptocurrency. They are attracting so many like just great minds. And apparently it's a great place to be because you, you want to be surrounded by people who are smarter than you, who are on the same wavelength. So you have to go to these places. Well, if Arkansas, right, which is, if Arkansas, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> can, can look it up in a map, can get 35,000 people apply, then my goodness, what can the likes of Miami um, and even, you know, even with other cities, but it's New York, they're all going to have to do it. San Francisco, at some point, you can just see it happening. But my question for Scotland is, and for the UK is, which city in the UK? Or which city in Scotland is actually going to do this? <laughs> that was another tweet. I'm definitely going to turn it down now. So, you see what I'm saying? Because if we don't, you know, if we don't actually get a grip of this, here's an example. I've been trying to get a hold of a couple of Dundee MSPs with no joy. I've mm -hmm. emailed them and I've tweeted them. One tweets out today, come on, Andy, for the tennis, right? What? He doesn't even live in Dundee, mate, right? I, and he's <laughs> focus on what's happening under look at what's actually happening. Instead of tweeting Andy Murray to win some tennis tournament, you should be looking at what's actually happened to young people of Dundee who potentially could move out and across borders because we are not giving them the incentive to stay. It's on a, it does my head in. And in Dundee, we've or they've got a esports arena coming. So that's like where you go there and you can game. Because Dundee's known for its gaming. It's, yeah. it, it brought the world's Grand Theft Auto. That's where it was first made. Yeah. Um, so they've got such a big opportunity. Blockchain and cryptocurrency are tied so closely to gaming. Imagine what they can do. They've got the history. They've got this new arena coming. 
but I don't see them adopting cryptocurrency and blockchain at all. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> okay. So obviously we we've got a, we've got a, a vested interest in wanting blockchain technology to do well and and uh, our country to do well. The Sunday Times um, this uh, the weekend reported Bitcoin, crypto, and Web three teeter on the brink of a two trillion dollar bubble. Now I wonder, I wonder why the Sunday Times, is, which creates its rich list from all its rich boys, right, is having a go at Bitcoin, crypto, and Web three teetering on the brink of a two trillion dollar bubble. I think what they should be looking at is the fact that. The whole Ponzi scheme that is fiat currency mm-hmm. and the whole banking system is teetering on the brink of a of a mega trillion dollar bubble. Because if, as soon as they stop printing money, and the European Central Bank has stated it's not ready to stop printing yet, then that's when it all falls down. The house of cards is going to fall down. If there's a 10% or more dip in the stock market in the USA, the Fed will, will move in and print money. They've got to do it. They can't allow that. They are. They can. <laughs> what What the article does is it, it it moves the spotlight away from traditional finance or tradfi, and it brings it back to this bad thing called Bitcoin and crypto. I they wonder, really don't like it, do they? Mm, I wonder who the owners slash shareholders of the Times are. <laughs> I think it's Rupert Murdoch. Oh, shock! <laughs> shock! Shock! Horror! Okay. What happened with Cardano? Just, just kind of finishing up. What happened with Cardano? Because it had a, it had a fair price increase over the last few days. It did, and it shows what Cardano is capable of. And I think we're seeing, we're seeing the start of what's happening. Because you think Ethereum is well established, it, it's got. I don't even know what percentage. It must be eighty percent plus of all the tokens out there running on Ethereum. And now we're seeing Cardano catch up with that, but in a fundamentally solid way. So yeah, we're seeing the likes of something called Sunday Swap, which is getting launched on Thursday, which will be tomorrow, I think, uh, when this goes out. And that's literally just a decentralized exchange. But that just gives so much more opportunities for projects to come into the cardano ecosystem you're going to see the cardano ecosystem explode in the next few months i predict because they've got this opportunity now to thrive they don't even we don't even have proper DeFi. we've got nfts is still at its immaturity stage compared to the likes of ethereum there's so much getting built on it man Gets me excited. I just saw that rising over the last few days and I thought there must be a reason for that. And I didn't do any research, but yeah, if it's going to be equivalent of Uniswap, there's going to be a lot of liquidity, a lot of stuff going on there. Okay, so Cardano, you've got your Algorands, you've got your Decentralands, you've got your Polkadots. These are, it's as if they're all having, all having many, many booms and busts. But we come back to the beginning of the podcast. Bitcoin is still just bubbling along about between 40 and 43,000. And if Will Clemente, when you look at his graph, it's either going to, it's either going to continue its downward trend. And if it does seriously continue a downward trend, it's worrisome for some, but it's a great buying opportunity for others. 
or it bursts through that based on the accumulation. And it would be interesting to see if the viewers were to speak to us in March and say, you guys talked about accumulation and you talked about an eight-week lag. Now, technically, technically, Bitcoin should have jumped up by March mm -hmm. based on what we're seeing. And if it doesn't, that's that I don't know why, but that's exactly what should happen. So and it's not financial that, advice. <laughs> and it's not financial advice. No, but, but what what if if we are if look looking at the, the tightening patterns that Bitcoin makes over the last few years, what it's doing just now, it should absolutely catapult up in March. Now there's no guarantee of that, but if you were if you were a statistician and you were looking at stuff, you would say the probability of that is higher than 50 percent i mean it comes defense <laughs> it comes back to are we going to see institutions get adopted and are we going to see more retail investors realize the ponzi that is fiat that's the key that's the key we need retail investors to realize what a ponzi scheme their savings account is at the bank yeah, God, there's so much going on. There's there's that there's so much actually happening around the world in this whole thing. But we are sitting here waiting. Well, I'm waiting in Dundee. You're eating tacos in Mexico. Whereabouts in Mexico are you? In somewhere called Playa del Carmen. So Playa it's del Carmen. Playa del Carmen. Yeah, it's um, it, I've not dropped myself right in the deep end. Yeah, going like right into Mexico yet. Yeah, I thought I'd just ease myself in, go somewhere fairly nice and a little bit touristy. Um, yeah. But it just eases me in and then I can venture out from here. Okay, so you 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 enjoy Mexico. You enjoy the food. You enjoy <laughs> the, the sunshine. But just to make you jealous, Dundee is sunny. <laughs> is it we are we are experiencing high pressure right now and it's sunny and it's lovely and you know what you can you can take your portugals and your arkansas and your mexico's and your El salvador's because it's hard to beat dundee <laughs> <laughs> mind you mind you if bitcoin does go to what greg foss reckons half a million dollars um, over the next five years, I may have to move. <laughs> I may have to move to El Salvador for the tax. <laughs> okay, this has been a kind of. It just made me. It just made me think when I was looking at all the places that were throwing out um, incentives for people like yourself who are who maybe don't have kids and mortgages and, and can actually move, just jump on a plane and go and. We could see some serious brain drain and financial drains of people moving to these places over the next five to ten years. We'd be interested to see if someone, some clever PhD, did a study in that mm -hmm. and looked at like the likes of El Salvador and Portugal and Arkansas and how much money and talent actually moved there and what it created. That would be really interesting, actually. Mm. Right, I'm away to try and tweet uh, Chris Law MP. He's an SNP MP. He's on Twitter, but he keeps ignoring me. So I'm going to keep trying to get him and a few of the other ones because I want to sit down with him for an hour and discuss blockchain technology. Can we, let's say, right, we're going to send out a tweet from Twitter to these MPs 
can everyone retweet it? Okay, Let, yeah. let's do that. So, so crypto standard. We're on the crypto standard, yeah. The links in the show notes. Yeah, let's 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 see if we can at least get. I mean, let's get one of them just to sit down for an hour. I yeah. mean, if they don't like it, they don't like it. At least we've done our job. Yeah, we just want to start the conversation. Sounds fair enough. Okay, buddy, you enjoy uh, Mexico, and it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next few days in Bitcoin. Remember, folks, this is not financial advice. (laughs) Right, enjoy Sunny Dundee. (laughs) Bye.